You're about to listen to Office Hours with me, Georgia Howe. This is a weekly companion series to PragerU's popular five-minute videos, where I explore various political and cultural topics with PragerU experts, asking questions and digging deeper to bring you perspectives that you may not hear in a traditional college classroom. To watch the video version of this series, click on the link in the description or go to dailywire.com. Welcome to Office Hours. I'm Georgia Howe. Today, we sit down with the former governor of South Carolina and former ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley. Ambassador Haley's new PragerU video is titled China, Friend or Foe, where she discusses the biggest challenge America faces on the world stage. During the Cold War, we limited trade with the communist Soviet Union. Ambassador Haley says it's time we do the same for communist China. Let's jump right in. Ambassador Haley, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's great to be with you, Georgia. Thank you. I think a lot of people have heard politicians talk about how China is a pretty big geopolitical threat to us, but to a layperson, that warning can feel kind of abstract. So what are your biggest concerns that you want Americans to be aware of in terms of really realistic and tangible threats to Americans in, in their daily life? Well, I think you have to look at a combination of what China has built up their military, which is a national security threat to us. They now have the largest naval fleet in the world. They have bulked up their air defense systems. And so it's a cause for concern in, on the military side. And Uyghurs that they are using as slave labor, they've got them in concentration camps. They're making them change their name, change their religion. Um, the physical and sexual abuse is horrific. And we promised long ago that never again would we turn a blind eye to this. And they are doing it out blatantly. You look at how they have took over Tibet, the Hong Kong, they've totally destroyed the democracy there. Our biggest concern is that Taiwan is next and they're already um, in their airspace flying um, aircraft over their air just to threaten them. You look at the intellectual property. They have been stealing intellectual property from us for years. Years ago, both sides, Republicans and Democrats, thought that if we were nice to China, if we helped them get into the World Trade Organization, that they would want to be like us. They don't want to be like us. They want to be communists. And we have to change our attitude to how we treat them. President Xi um, named started a commission a few years ago that he personally chaired. And it says any company that does business in China has to cooperate with the Chinese military. Now, think about our data. Think about all the information that the tech companies have on us and know that now the Chinese military has that as well. And then take it a step further. During COVID, when the rest of the world was trying to save lives, China not only allowed the virus to get out, but they went to two American companies, 3M and Honeywell, and said, you can't export any of the PPE out to anyone. You have to sell it to us wholesale, and they would only give it to countries that did business with Huawei, their 5G network. That's the country we're dealing with, and we have to start being smart to the way we respond back to them. In your video, you talk about how communist China is more aggressive abroad lately and more oppressive to their own citizens lately. What do you think is causing that change in behavior? So China for a long time was very polite, never liked being aggressive in public, you know, had conversations behind closed doors. But once President Xi basically named himself king, he did away with term limits um, to allow that he would stay there um, for as long as he wanted. Once that happened, what we saw was they would really start pointing their fingers in countries' faces, threatening them, saying, you better vote with us. Um, if 
if you don't, you know, we're going to take your port, we're going to take your military installation. So they got much more aggressive. This is their sign to the world that they are now the major superpower in the world. And so if we don't stand up to them, if we allow them to have that showing of them being a superpower, um, what you're going to see is right after the Olympics, they will take Taiwan and they'll be unstoppable on all different levels. So the aggression certainly ticked up once President Xi kind of was able to command presence over his people and become more aggressive with the world. In your video, you suggest that we ought to be treating communist China the same way we treated the Soviet Union during the Cold War in terms of limiting trade. But when you, know, when you consider how much consumer goods we get from China, that seems like a really bold ask. So what would that policy look like? So I think what you have to look at is, look, I don't have a problem if China buys um, grains and poultry from America any more than I mind if Americans buy T-shirts and light bulbs from China. But when it comes to the fact that they control 90% of our medicines, when it comes to the fact that they have so much of the PPE, when they have things that we need to protect ourselves, that's a problem. And that's why you've actually seen countries like Japan. They just did a billion dollar stimulus to become less dependent on China so that they could go to other countries to get those needs. It's not just us that felt the pain during COVID. Many other countries realized we've allowed China to move their strategy to where they've tried to weaken other countries and we can't let that happen anymore. In the video, you talk about the CCP's uh, authoritarian vision. So to the extent of your knowledge, what is China's goal and how would life change if they were to achieve it? They want total domination. They don't want to just be a competitor. They want total domination. They want to be the number one superpower in the world. They want to take on as much um, of their region as they can. They want to defeat America on every front and any other country that even starts to challenge them. And I think they'll do anything that they have to to do that. You know, one a Uyghur victim recently said, China won't be happy until they've destroyed every one of us. They are going through ethnic cleansing in a way that they're deciding who they want and don't want to live in China. And so it, it really is, a, when we say that's our number one threat, China is absolutely our number one threat. In terms of um, you know, a military presence here, do you envision down the road Americans being unsafe on American soil or is this more about economic domination? What would you say for that? No, I think the way that China is building up their military is a sign to us that we need to be very careful and watchful on what they're doing. Um, you know, when they have the largest Navy fleet in the world, when they're building up their air defense systems um, by working with Russia, the idea that they're now doing cooperation with Iran, um, it, it is a cause for alarm. You know, one of the things that's very important is we have to have strength abroad to keep safety at home. And that means knowing what they're doing, when they're doing and how they're doing it and making sure that we're two steps ahead of them. You mentioned this briefly, and I wanna go back to it because I think it's really important. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with the Uyghur Muslim situation? So just imagine they are um, taking on a million Muslim Uyghurs. Um, they are now starting to do this with Christians as well. They are literally taking them, taking kids from their homes, taking parents, putting them in concentration camps, making them change their name, change their religion, putting them in forced labor, and the physical and sexual abuse that is happening to these people is unthinkable. And they're doing it under the eyes of the world. This is a time where America has to step up. I mean, if ever there was a time that you see people being physically, sexually abused, 
it's it's genocide. We have to start standing up for them because if they can do this to people in their own country, they're going to think they can do this to people outside of their country. And it's something where they don't want the world talking about it. Um, and it's something that I think that we as Americans have to be loud about. And I think what you're seeing is other countries are being loud about that as well. It's why Canada has recently called for the boycott of the Olympic. It's why Australia has recently called them out for their behavior. Other countries are starting starting to notice this as well. And I think we have to coalesce around the fact that we have to hold China accountable. Some pushback you might get for even bringing up this issue is that you are pitting American citizens against Chinese citizens. What would you say to address people who have that concern? Well, I don't think this is American citizens against Chinese citizens. I think this is America against communist, the Communist China Party. Um, so much of this is President Xi. The Chinese people are following along with President Xi and going along with it. Um, so, yes, it's a concern. But I think you also have to understand when, you know, it's the reason why we're kind of focusing on our universities. When they send Chinese students to our universities, what we know is that they're sending research and intel back. They are basically spies. What we know is when Chinese business people come here, we know that they are trying to steal intellectual property. That's a fact. And I think that we have to be realistic. We don't ever want hate. We don't ever want to do anything that's going to you know, harm innocent people. What we do want to do is make sure that we are strategic about how we deal with the Chinese Communist Party and that we let them know we're on to them. And I think that there's safety precautions that we can do here. But I think that people have to be realistic. You can't turn the other way and act like this isn't happening. Um, I think that's what we've done for far too many years. And I think we have to start addressing that now. In terms of our current policy towards China, what would you say we're doing right and what would you say we're doing wrong? Well, I think through the Trump administration, it was the first time they called them out and started holding them accountable. So um, the president actually put policies in place and said that if they continued to steal intellectual property, then we were going to put sanctions on them. I think we need to be able to follow through on that. Should we see that happen? We continue to call them out for their aggression in the South China Sea. And I think that the only thing that we're not doing is really getting a stronger alliance with other countries so that it's not just the U.S. versus China, but that it's a coalition of countries holding China accountable. All right. Well, Ambassador Haley, where can people find you online? Well, they can go to StandForAmericaNow.com um, and look and see all the different information that we put out every day. We have a daily newsletter. We'd love to have your readers sign on to StandForAmerica.com. And you can find out more about China, foreign policy, domestic policy, and so many other issues. Ambassador Haley, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much. It was great. Folks, make sure to go out and buy Ambassador Haley's book, With All Due Respect, Defending America with Grit and Grace. And that's the end of today's Office Hours. Make sure to tune in next week for our conversation with a new PragerU presenter. I'm Georgia Howe. Thanks for tuning in. As a reminder, if you'd like to see the video version of this show, or if you haven't seen this week's PragerU 5-Minute Video, make sure to click on the link in the description below or head over to dailywire.com. We'll see you next Monday for a new interview with another PragerU presenter.